welcome to Count Creepy Head Saturday Morning Monster Mash. Blah! <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to episode 79 of the world famous in Tanzania podcast. Count Creepyhead Saturday Morning Monster Mash. How's everybody doing? Boy, good. 79 is the position when I sit on a chair like an old man and get head. Boy. Nice. So, good news, guys. Uh, I plugged some people for Josh's trip. Full of holes! Yes. I was just going to say, but it's full of holes. <laughs> Those motherfuckers. Um, I, pl- I tagged some people in our posts for Josh's trip to Assembly Acquired, and it got us a total of four new listens. Hey. Exciting! We're up to 25 listens this week. Woohoo! Woot! Uh, <laughs> we tired our previous record. Of 12 listens for Dumpster Fire Theater. People love Ooh. it. <laughs> we're, we're moving on up. I know. To Look the out. east side. Ratings <laughs> are through the roof. How is to everybody? deluxe apartment in the sky. Moving on up. Moving on up. <laughs> I used to watch it too. I did too. Finally got a piece of the pie. <laughs> okay. Love it. How's everybody doing? I know we're all tired and we don't like yeah. hospitals. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I work, well, but, uh, you know. Mike, why are hospitals so goddamn uncomfortable? Because of how much death happens there. I mean, really. No, I mean, like, physically. I mean, chairs always hurt. Oh, well, you know, (laughs) I think that's just they're cheap. They never there's never enough room. Mm So it's just I don't want to be there. I don't like it. Yeah. See, I'm 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 lucky in the fact that I work in an office. Um, I still have to see a lot of stuff that I I don't wish I saw, Um, especially because, you know, we're the we're the keepers of the keys, we're the. You know, the keepers of all the pagers and stuff. So a lot of people have to come and get stuff from us. So I, I do witness a lot of things I wish I didn't. But, um, yeah, I could, don't think I could work up on one of the floors with all the, the you know, beeping of the machines and the very particular smells that you guys know, from, like the disinfectant smell of hospitals. And Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't think I could work up there. Two things I, because Josh, you don't have to talk about it, but Josh recently visited a hospital and he was like, wow, I can't remember... I remember how much you sucked, and I don't fucking like it. Yep. And then I just thought of, like, I hate the smell, mm-hmm. and I hate how you have to share a room sometimes. Yeah. Which is, like, you want to enjoy television, you want to sleep, but you've got, like, a crazy person who's covered in fifth-degree burns, separated by a sheet, <laughs> speaking, you know, a language you don't understand, and they won't stop talking. And it's just, like, How? 
I've been lucky in the sense of every single time I've had to be a patient, I've had my own room. So I haven't had to worry about that, except there was one time this was, uh, God, 2001. Uh, so soon after I had started, you know, just working overnights all the time, um, I, you know, I had had to have a procedure done and I had to stay overnight and I'm sitting there in the, in the bed watching freaking TV. And I want to say that it was either USA or, you know, TNT, one of those channels, uh, freaking Return of the Living Dead came on and it was the edited for TV version. So of course I'm going to stay up and watch it. Oh yeah. Three in the morning, I'm laying there watching it. My room's all dark, but I have the door open and I hear this quiet squeaking like this. <laughs> and I'm like, what is that? And I look over and this very frail old woman comes into like comes into view in my room wearing her little patient gown, holding her IV pole and just stared at me. And I was like, oh, it's one of the zombies. <laughs> like, I don't like it. And that was the first time that Mike met Linnea Quigley. (laughs) (laughs) Zing. (laughs) But the the woman, she kept, like, she was very confused, so she kept getting up out of bed. And we, the the, uh, nurses kept having to, like, come and gather her back up, like, no, 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 come on, you got to come back to your room. But, yeah, every time they left her alone, she'd get up out of bed and start wandering. Yeah, no. Yeah. Nope, 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 nope. I I closed my door after that. (laughs) Like, no, no, no. Um, uh, I always thought it's been done, but it's never been done to uh, my liking. I think a hospital is a great place for a zombie movie. Um, I mean, but the dead hate the living is the best one I can think of. There's the dead hate the living, there's a movie called Yummy that's on uh, is it Yummy? It's on Shudder and it's like about plastic surgery and zombies. Okay. Um, and then there's Diary of the Dead, that whole sequence, oh, the yeah. Dead Pit, mm-hmm. but none of them do it right for me. And I guess like the opening to um, The Walking Dead. Yeah, I actually really like the way that opens. That, um, and uh, 28 Days Later as well. But all right, so this is my monthly. I have a point, and then I contradict my point <laughs> as I'm discussing my point segment. Brought to you by Coffin Dreams LLC. For all your one-stop gothic needs and clothing and pillows and contradictory comments by me, Coffin Dreams LLC, find them on the socials. <laughs> um, I plug Jerry's Closet in East Aurora, New York, but I don't think they know we plug them. So I have mentioned it, but uh, uh, I don't know if they've had a chance to listen. But I think at least Coffin Dreams is more aware of it. Yeah. Um, got two new segments on the show that we're going to be premiering one, maybe two, um, which will pop up later. Just letting you guys know Um, after some careful thought and deliberation and Josh reminding me how much I like to spend my money on his stuff. I have decided that stickers are a better route over buttons. Nice. Um, So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make some stickers of different varieties um, I will keep all the fans in the loop and I will be giving them out. I'll just give Mike big old box of stickers to give out as he sees fit um, at the convention. And I will just be there as a guest spending money. Nice. Um, instead of the whole complicated process of buttons, because it was going to cost about 500 bucks. Um, and I was like, you know what? I can get stickers for a tenth of that price. And I think people like them more than buttons. 
So, yeah, stickers. Um, I was thinking, let me brainstorm with you guys. Bounce back feedback, because sometimes I have a good idea. I think it's a good idea. It's a horrible idea. <laughs> um, I know that feeling. I was going to have some sort of skull dripping green slime for Count mm-hmm. Creepyhead. Some some design like that, mm-hmm. based pretty much based on Mike, your drawing of our logo. Mm. Um, I was going to do some sort of Angela Lansbury murder she wrote joke <laughs> for some stickers for Boogeyman's Closet. Nice. Do you think that would be cool? Oh yeah, I mean we like always comment and on it's that. A, Murder she wrote connection mm-hmm. um with like Angela Lansbury's face, God save the Queen. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I love it. Um and then if I'm getting a batch of stickers and if Tara's gonna be there, if she has something she wants, I can throw it into the batch too. Because they're so cheap, I don't care. Right. Um, but I mean she makes her own, doesn't she? Um, I don't well, no, she did have a few stickers. I don't know how many she has left, but I don't know if she's gonna be doing it anytime soon again. Um, so basically instead of a business card, it would be a sticker with the website or the social attached to a cool picture. I did that, uh, the first year of the boogeyman's closet, <laughs> surprisingly, that was right before the pandemic. That was 2019. Um, but I, I made, uh, free bookmarks with the boogeyman's closet logo and then like the pod bean address and all that. And, uh, then laminated them and was giving them away at the, the con. Um, don't know how many people actually, uh, went and listened, but I do know a lot of people were like, Ooh, these are free. And they took them. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, s- sticker app. Thanks, Josh. Very affordable. Very cool. Um, that's what I'm going to do. And there's no rush because it's months away, mm-hmm. but, uh, at least that's my plan for now. Uh, and I want to say rest in peace to Richard Belzer. I don't like to uh. I realize that you like people go on, like, they rest in peace, everybody. When you stop and think about it, you don't have any kind of love for them or connection. It's like, I knew them from that movie. Mm. And I want to be the, the first person on Facebook. I love fucking Richard Belzer, man. Yeah. Yeah. I loved, him on, I loved his comedy and I loved him. I watched so many TV shows that he was on. All the Law and Orders, Homicide, Life on the Street. Um, he's got more connections than the damn Simpsons. So. Uh, and there was there was nothing better than him paired with Ice-T. No. And now I hope Ice-T kind of picks up that mantle as that character pops up on all the shows um, as the same guy. Yeah. So they need to make a third leprechaun in the hood with Ice-T, Detective Ice-T, solving a sex crime from Warwick Davis. Just throwing it out there. (laughs) Because if you're a Law & Order SVU fan, which, Mike, I brought this up on Boogeyman's Closet, the perp... The one who always did it is the actor that you recognize from something. Oh, yeah. So if like Robin Williams is in an episode, Robin Williams committed the crime. A thousand percent guarantee it. Mm-hmm. Pick an actor. If they're in the episode as a special guest, they're the one that did the crime. So if Warwick Davis is in an episode of Law and Order SVU, he did something horrible. <laughs> He's got skulls in his closet. Yes. Uh, something sexual and molestery, uh, <laughs> which I'm sorry, is hilarious if it's coming from Warwick Davis. He poses as a teddy bear in a toy store. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> he waits for the youngins to hug him. He touched my naughty bits. <laughs> he said we were making Willow 3. <laughs> he, he promised me the daikini child. Uh, all signs point to that Willow show being over. 
like they're not going to make a third or a second season of it. Uh, I hope they do, but it doesn't look like it. it. I need to finish it still. It was fun. Uh, I mean, I I heard really mixed things, but I, I, I'm I'm interested enough to actually watch it. I just haven't. It's the closest I've ever seen to like an old school role playing game Mm -hmm. made into a TV show. Oh, nice. It's got that like band of heroes fighting the monsters kind of vibe to it. And it had it had its moments, but it, it, it kind of was lacking the the scope in heart that Ron Howard's Willow had. Mm-hmm. Um, cause they just, they, it gets too cheesy sometimes, but it's fun cheesy in a, like the same reason you watch like Star Trek and Hercules and Xena and all that kind of stuff. Right. You kind of grow to love their, their, the pizza they're giving you every week. Um, so it was cool, but like, if it doesn't come back, I'm fine. Uh, time for plugs. Uh, do you guys have anything else going on before I jump into um. it? Not particularly, just uh, All right. normal stuff. Raised by Reynolds. Mike, what's coming out? Uh, well, that we're, we're still we're on a brief hiatus. Um, there there was a much needed break because both Josh and I had a lot of other stuff going on outside of the podcasting. So we're like, you know, what? we're just going to we're going to take uh, a week or two off. Uh, but we still have the Monopoly episode uh, that'll be coming out. And quickly followed by a rental rant. Um, or it might be the other way around. The rental rant might come out first and then the Monopoly episode, depending on how the editing process goes. But those will be uh, hopefully out starting next week or the week after. Yep. Uh, uh, you know, for the fans of the show, you kind of have to realize that you need to be rested mm-hmm. to kind of function on a, a creative level. And, and on top of that, when you when you both work, you know, 40 hours a week and have kids. <laughs> it's like sometimes yeah, it's like, and, you know what? I just need a break. Uh, you know, and the professor is doing it solo most of the time because his wife's a traveling nurse. Exactly. Uh, so like that shit's exhausting. Oh, yeah. Uh, I can't even imagine. <laughs> like I've only had to fly solo with Caleb a handful of times. And uh, oh boy, I, I can't imagine having to do it for like days on end. I have a meltdown when Teresa's like, I am just going to go out with my girlfriends for a few hours. And like the minute the door closes, she's gone. I like poop my pants a little. <laughs> like, Oh God, help me. I've had a few nights where it's like, you know, Jess was going to be out of town for a couple of days. And I'm like, all right, all right, we can do this. <laughs> like, I remember warning Caleb, the one to this when he was really little, he had a tendency of running and jumping into the bed. And I was like, honey, please don't do that. Like, yeah. Turn turn on the light and call me from the bedroom door. Do not stand by the bed and wake me up. Do not jump in the bed because I'm liable to spaz out. I've seen far too many scary things. Uh, Zoe's just a walking accident. <laughs> and like, I'd like Teresa to come home and have her daughter still be alive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm suddenly picturing like one of those old timey cartoons where the like, uh, what is it? Mindy and the. Oh, from Animaniacs, the dog. Um, buttons and um, Mindy. Buttons and Mindy, thank you. Where, yep. like, Buttons was always trying to, like, keep Mindy alive. Silly puppy. <laughs> that poor dog. Um, Zoe's definitely the kind of kid that, like, to get a rise out of us now, like, the minute we walk away and we come back in, she's some, done something insane because she thinks it's hilarious. She wrote fart on the bottom of her foot today. She's obsessed with the word fart. <laughs> And I was like, is that is this like a Toy Story Andy thing? And she was just, she didn't answer. She just went, fart. 
<laughs> so, I mean, to be fair, I'm 43 and kind of obsessed with the word fart. So. I, I mean, everybody loves farts. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> but, oh, like, that's funny as hell. It's just if Teresa came home from a night out with the girls, it just you know, Zoe has fart permanent marker on the bottom of her foot. <laughs> like, what the fuck do I tell her? <laughs> you know, it's like. Look, I just was on my phone. I wasn't paying attention. And Zoe drew on her foot. I'm just, sorry. Just be like, we got wild and crazy and give her the finger guns. <laughs> well, crazy guys. Okay. Raised by Reynolds, Boogeyman's Closet. Uh, we are wrapping up our month of uh, black directed horror movies for Black History Month. And we are moving on to video game horror. Uh, this this month should be pretty fun because we split it up to movies about video games and movies based on video games. So it'll be a pretty good split of types of movies. Uh, the two that we chose to cover were Werewolves Within, based on a video game, and then Brain Scan. So I'm really I, excited for Brain Scan. I, I think I'm just going to have to pay for Werewolves Within. Yeah, it's same. not yeah. streaming anywhere, and I missed it when it was. Yeah, and I same. Want to watch it so bad, and I think I'm just gonna rent it. That's uh, what I'm planning on because I'm like, you know what? Screw it. Like this, this gives me a reason to to rent it. So, and Maurice has been telling us to watch it forever, and he really liked it. So that was the one that he was like pushing for when, uh, you know, when we were trying to figure out which movies to watch. And I was like, I'm totally cool with that. I've never seen it. And Susie got yeah. excited because she'd never seen it either. So we're like, yeah, we'll we'll watch that one. It's um, it looks cool. I've heard nothing but good things about it, and I'm still on my kick of trying to get to 100 horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll just make it a priority before you guys get to it. Uh, let's see here, Josh. What's coming from Pikmin's Vinyls? Uh, I believe the next official release is going to be the uh, the first full run of the Poltergeist Ghost. Nice. Uh, which is just going to be the bagged and tagged version. Uh, and then following that is going to be probably a dual release, uh, the, you know, official, even though it's technically in the shop, the official, like, publicized release of the Cannibal and uh, the uh, probably action log. Woohoo! And then uh, after it, that is is going to be Crypt Keeper. 2.0 with the new yes. better joints? Well, technically speaking... The uh, Crypt Keeper 1.0 was only a small run made for assembly required. Mm-hmm. So the full official shop release will be 2.0. Cool. That's fucking awesome. And, and uh, uh, I, I'm like jittery that you're like and we're, back in action. And yeah, and we're we are hard at work on uh, Overlords of Evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is going to be a hell of a lot of fun. And uh, you know, I said it before, but I'll say it again. I'm I'm hoping hoping maybe late March, early April for the creep. We'll see. It depends on a lot of factors cuz there's there's a lot of moving parts in that one, but but he's getting real close in the sculpting stage, so he's those looking, pictures you've been sharing yeah. and like I've been going through boxes of toys Mm. Like going through my collection, clearing stuff out, and I'm finding my uh, 
2012 turtles and it's like fuck i might stop everything and just go get that line get all the holes filled in um because the creep it just it scratches that itch right yeah he's he's one of those figures that was like why the hell wasn't he made i know like there's a lot of why it's because he was too big yeah that but they made stuff too small all the time. I was gonna say they they yeah. shrunk them down. Like I w- that's what I was kind of surprised by. I'm like, why wouldn't they just shrink them down and release them? But honestly, this this I this sculpt that you've done is friggin' amazing and way better than what Playmates would have gave us. So I'm excited. Yeah. Well, thank you. I I mean, it is to be fair, it is based uh based off of the Playmates one. But then you know, I've I've taken the liberty to go a bit further with it and take it more in the direction of classic playmates i, I was gonna say yeah you've definitely uh classify like made it classic because uh you have all the the hidden little details and the sculpt and stuff that we would have got on like the old school turtles that they kind of they kind of got moved away from in the next couple of turtle lines josh yeah. once you you sent those pictures of like a worm here a flower there of like the mm-hmm. untainted like I forgot how much I used to love as a kid. I get a new turtle and like move him around in my hands and find like weird stuff. Yep. The alien on Raphael's back, uh, like scumbug covered in bugs and cracks. All these things where it's like all those awesome details. I mean, Trag had like a gecko, a snake, and a spider on him. I know it, they're <laughs> works of art, and you brought that back. So, like, I thank you. I am very excited. To get at least two. I uh, I will say this. Um, without giving anything away. I mean, me and Josh have been uh, talking behind the scenes. And I've thrown a couple uh, ideas that I'm working on at him. And um, some of the designs that I'm working on currently. I cannot wait to see what Josh is going to do sculpt-wise. Because there's a few things that I have a feeling will be kind of challenging. But I know he's going to kill it, so I'm very curious to see how it's going to play out. That's right. one of the things I absolutely love is, like, sending him a design and then seeing how he turns it into a three-dimensional toy. And it's like, holy shit, like, I would have never thought to do that. So I'm very excited about what's coming up. Keep your secrets. Ooh, Ooh that makes <laughs> I, I don't know what he's talking about yet either. So <laughs> but the, the I have I, an idea. But Yeah, the thing I texted you this morning, I, I have a couple design ideas. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. I have a prediction, but I want to get the name right of what you guys are talking about. You don't have to say anything until mm-hmm. I get the name right. I bet you guys were sharing pictures of Zeke the Plumber from Salute Your Shorts. <laughs> this is correct. <laughs> Just. This is my weekly messing with you guys of planting a seed to see what grows fruit and what doesn't. I mean, he he would be alongside of Barf from uh, You Can't Do That on Television. Oh, I heard that. <laughs> Episode Sorry. Barf, not Barf. Barf was what people did after they ate at his diner. Barf. I love that fucking show. Josh, is that before your time? Oh, no, not at all. I heard that. And then the slime. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, I used to watch that show so much. I would like to direct everybody to Mike McCoy Special Effects on the socials. If you live in Western New York and you need some of the 
the old bloody blood and guts special effects for your wedding, your bar mitzvah, first day of school, or anything Halloween, give Mike McCoy a, a call. Or, hey, if you want to make a movie, he's your go-to special effects guy. I would also like to direct you to his life partner, Tara, who has Coffin Dreams, LLC. Your one-stop shop for all kinds of cool goth clothing. I'd like to direct you to Jerry's Closet in Alden, New York. Your local one-stop shop for all kinds of role-playing games, books, movies, video games, toys. She's got it all. So it's come to this, a Simpsons podcast that is awesome and part of the Red Pantheon. And UPW 585, local wrestling, that is awesome. I am not going to have awkward wrestling segments until I can find a better way to work them into the show where it's kind of more palatable and it doesn't stop everything and grind it to a halt. Fun time. If, if that makes sense. Because uh, yeah. it's, like, it's like me talking about NASCAR or something in a fucking toy and horror movie podcast. It just doesn't fucking fit. Right. Um I'm gonna yeah, talk you to see, we like, got we got the, the track here days in a circle, so we're gonna go on a track, and we're gonna we're gonna go and make a right, and then we're gonna make another right, and then we're gonna make another right, and then we're gonna come up to the finish line, NASCAR. Right. <laughs> uh, I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna ask him <laughs> to like every once in a while give me a wrestler, and we'll talk to him about toys. Or like, hey, this is Skullfucker McGee. And growing up, he loved to play with Crash Test Dummies. And his favorite toy is blah. Whatever. Oh, um, man. Crash Test Dummies. I forgot about that line. I, I always think about, like, lines that sucked in the early 90s. Fucking Crash Test Dummies. Such a ridiculous line. Great concept <laughs> that never fucking worked. I loved the villains, though. The villains were yeah. cool. And, like, I had the purple guy. And I glued his limbs on because they wouldn't stay in without popping off. Uh, it worked for like a day and then just the arms would pop off on their own constantly. It pissed me off. Um, <laughs> man, I never had it, but I did always like the like really weird crash test playset that they had for that. The, the entire purpose was like just to just to smash them and hit them with cars. And yeah, mm-hmm. like I always looked at it at KB Toys as one of those things that it was like a little too expensive. And I never bought play sets as a kid. Like, you know, you go to the mall and you hang out for too long and you just go to KB 10 times mm-hmm. and you look at everything. And I always pick that the crash test dummy stuff up and just be like, eh, and then never get it. Crash test dummies. Yeah. I remember one Christmas in particular, I got all of the bad guys. So then they I, re- I really liked those bad guys. I, they, they were like. My uh, obviously they were junk robots, but I had them like made out of scrap parts and stuff. So they they were another mind bender creation in my 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 toy world. Yep. But, At that uh, point, I was kind of like making my own stuff out of broken GI Joes and X Men mm-hmm. toys and Ninja Turtles with like wire and screws and glue and sex toys and stuff. So uh, <laughs> you mean Dune Worms? Right, Dune Worms. Yeah, tomato, tomato. I mean, who needs a Starlight <laughs> Pit when you have a flashlight? Just saying. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> I got a Boba Fett action figure in two hours free tonight. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, guys. Did you know that every year, hundreds of poor, helpless 80s and 90s tiny movie monsters die in the streets, alone and afraid? Oh, no. Horrible. 
You know, the idea of having your own mogwai sounds great until you have to kill it in the microwave. This year alone, the Charlie Band Humane Society has rehomed dozens of lost and lonely short creatures. Josh? Yes. Josh? Yes. You love animals, don't you? Yes. Do you love horror movies? Yes. Do you love Satan? Yes. What if I told you at the Charlie Band Humane Society we have a cat ghoulie that has no home? Cat ghoulies are are easy to care for. They're litter trained. They work for Satan. And best of all, they love to be read to. Why, our very own Mr. Mittens. Here, loves green eggs and ham, don't you, Mr. Mittens? But please, don't put your fingers or penis inside Cat Goody's mouth. Okay. Sorry. I wasn't expecting that last part. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Uh, Show and tell time. I got a lot of stuff this week. Did you guys get a lot of stuff? I did not. Not a ton, but some good stuff. Um, my week caught up to me. Like, Tuesday, it, it went bananas. Um, do you want me to start, or do you guys want me to close? Totally your call. No, go ahead and start it off. All right. Uh, so, I kind of on a whim went back to Burlington Coat Factory, just because. And, well, actually, I had a reason. Um, Teresa's cousin's son asked for transformers for his birthday this friday so in my crazy brain i'm like well he's gonna want transformers for christmas i better go out and see what i can find and of course you know like burlington's the best place right now for transformers on the cheap so i picked them up swoop not swoop mm-hmm. sweep mm-hmm. from the movie for like 12 bucks right nice. but then i found the two-pack of foot soldier tommy and power ranger Raphael, the pickup truck from fortnite that's got the clear neon skeleton guy Oh, oh that, nice. that's a really good one. Yeah, um, I found Roadblock hanging around. Um, tons of the Bumblebee animated line Transformers that are like good for younger Transformer fans or people like me mm-hmm. uh, that don't have the best articulation, but they're like super cheap. I didn't buy them, but I found them. Uh, a ton of the Galaxy of Adventure Star Wars stuff, like the vehicles for nine ninety nine. Oh wow! Um, the X Wing. Uh, Ahsoka Tano ship, a bunch of stuff. Uh, so if you get bored, check out your local Burlington Code Factory. They seem to just be like getting stuff slow and steady, kind of like uh, not quite as good as um, whatchamacallit that you have, Josh. Uh, the store with all the, the yeah, Ross Dress for Last. I was gonna say the store with all the clothes and the shopping carts, you know, that one. Uh, <laughs> the thing with what the stuff. I went to, on Josh's suggestion, I stopped at the Fisher-Price outlet. I picked up a boatload of Masters of the Universe. So the newest wave plus last, the wave before it had, they had two full sets with the exception of Snake Armor He-Man wasn't there at all. So they're getting like solid cases of one guy um, and no duplico. So He-Man Rick got Cobra Khan, Snake Armor Skeletor, and uh, Ratlore. And then for the next wave, I got Duplico, Tongue Lash Or, and then he got Hypno, whatever. Sorry, no Duplico. Hypno and his alternate 
is Duplico. So you could find one or the other. Um, Snake Armor Skeletor. Who's the last one in that wave? Sunlasher? Oh, no. Uh, uh, Mini Comic Roboto. Mini Comic Roboto with the heart. I didn't get him. Uh, and then on clearance, I picked up Sorceress finally. Because uh, I haven't gotten her yet. So I'm kind of going back and getting the last remaining characters I haven't gotten if I'm finding them for cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't opened them yet, but they're in my basement. They look awesome. Tongue Lasher looks awesome. I just haven't had the time because I've been kind of cleaning and I don't want to like throw more toys in a box until I kind of have everything put away and where they want, where they're supposed to be. I didn't mention this last week. I completed the newest wave of Marvel Legends that has Khonshu as a Build-A-Figure. So the wave itself kind of sucks. It's got um, Zombie Iron Man, Zombie Black Witch, the Black Witch, Scarlet Witch, uh, Howard the Duck. It's kind of a lackluster wave, but mm-hmm. Khonshu is one of the best build figures they've done in a long time. He's huge. He's got the floating bird skull for a head. Um, really cool. A character I never thought would ever get a toy, but thanks to being on the t- TV show, and it's really popular. It kind of took people a little while to get around to it, but he's he's there. Um, and then lastly, I got a big box of Josh stuff. So I got Crypt Keeper 1.0, and I got the Glomidarks Cannibals Bunny. Nice. Which, as much as I love the Crypt Keeper, that Cannibals Bunny is fucking awesome. Why, uh, thank you. Popped them under the black light. Looks super cool. I'm glad I went with that variant. And then Valentine's Day last week, Josh, you put up... Um, the pink glow in the dark, my buddy Valentine staction, I guess is what you could call yes, it. Yes. Um, yeah, because the uh, it was one of those things where it was like, you know, I bet with this new resin, I could mold the hose, uh, and not have to have it be in rubber, and I could, you know, bend it around and have it not snap. But I'll probably have to glue everything together because it's old and the joints probably won't work well. So, uh, so yeah, it, it worked exactly how I had hoped. And then I got to cart it up on some of Mike's awesome art. Well, thank you. Yeah. And, uh, unfortunately for everybody else, I wasn't doing anything the minute Josh put it up. <laughs> um, so I cut some break lines, I cut in line, uh, flipped over the bird and got it before anybody else could. It's mine. And I love glue in the dark and I'm going to buy Josh's stuff kick. Um, <laughs> So, Josh, no rush, but whenever you get that to me, it's going right up on the wall next to the blacklight. I'm just uh, uh, I'm just waiting to get a, a another batch of this new resin in so I can pour a Crypt Keeper for you. Totally cool. Thank you. Uh, I also, because I'm on a kick here of talking about myself, got a heated glass bed for my 3D printer. So now when I do 3D prints, anything that prints laying on top of the bed, if you guys can picture the, the thing that the print gets printed on. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have these fancy porous uh, specialty glass beds where I don't have to do a thing called a raft, which is like you print a layer of 3D filament and then it prints on top of that. So mm-hmm. basically okay. like you're, you print a sticky sheet and then you print on top of that sticky sheet because it needs something to adhere to. But when you do that, the base of whatever you're printing on, like whatever surface is laying down flat, isn't perfectly flat. It kind of has like a waffle iron pattern on it. So if you're making something that needs to have two pieces glued together, it doesn't go together. It's not perfectly flat. Gotcha. So it's kind of a gap between it. So like imagine you're building uh, G.I. Joe and you put the two chess pieces together. If they needed to be flat to kind of sit flush, but if they weren't, they kind of bulge out a little bit. 
okay. so I, I finally splurged, got this glass bed so I can make proper uh, action figures. And I got a bunch of filaments so I can make like regular colored Jason and I can make video game colored Jason. I can make, take your pick, Freddy, video game Freddy. I might have to get some more colors. Uh, Sharpen Joe. Um, just as a personal hobby and give them to friends and things like that. Um, it's been on my list for a long time to print a functioning lament configuration. Oh, well, they have ones. It's not like it actually opens a portal to hell and you get raped by, you know, hell priest or anything like that. Uh, but they have one with, you know, ones with like a select feature, like it does like the one step mm. or it's just like a, a stash box that opens up. You could put your pipe in it, whatever. Um, there's a bunch of different ones, but the other catch is that it takes, I think like, 42 hours to print or something. Mm. Uh, so, you know, I just got to get the time to do it and watch it. Cause I don't want the house to burn down. So like next vacation, I might just turn it on and keep an eye on it casually. Um, and then I'm sure a lot of people are going to want one, but anyways, uh, that's what I got. Josh, what about you? Well, I didn't get a ton, but I got some really, really good stuff. I'll start with, uh, uh, I was in Houston, uh, Friday, and got uh, to hope. time out time out congratulations ruth indeed ah yes well earned yes indeed. i'm guessing she didn't get second place because they didn't want it to look bad because she's a newcomer just saying she probably would have had it well no i mean she's uh definitely not a newcomer oh i thought this was like her first year at the show no, this is, uh, I think this is our second year at the show, her fourth overall, fourth or fifth oh. overall competition. Cool. Never mind. Take that back. Uh, before you get back into it, I have a quick question, Josh. Yes. It's it's a funny question, but I'm also serious. Does she practice on you? She does not. Uh, the smell of the body paint really bothers me. I wasn't sure if she, you know, like, Josh, I'm going to airbrush a lion on your nuts. Mm-hmm. Don't move. Like, every... Every once in a while, she'll test something out on me, but more often than not, she'll just like test things out on her leg because, yeah, the uh, the smell gets to me really quick because uh, all the body paint is alcohol based. Okay, so it has a it has a hell of an odor to it. But what'd you find? Um, but yeah, no. So I uh, I was in Houston and uh, I hit up a raw stress for less. I found yes. one of the Jazzwares Halo three and three fourth two packs. Uh, it was I I couldn't tell you what it is, but it's one of the blue Spartans, and uh, this weird like cyborg version of one of the main aliens. Nice, and it's just cool as hell. Uh, I really like them. They're they're definitely. They're definitely on par with the rest of the the Jazzwares three and three fourth inch stuff, and I'm glad I picked it up, especially for thirteen bucks. Because two three and three fourth inch figures for thirteen bucks, yes please. Yeah, that Halo stuff is really good. I mean, I, I know it doesn't seem to be selling very well anywhere, but I, I've been impressed with all of the stuff I've bought from them. You know, yeah, same. Halo seems to be like this evergreen property. If one person loses it, another company picks it up. And yeah. they make essentially the exact same thing. And it just seems to be like, if you're not a Halo fan, it's just people like, I want an action toy with a gun and a guy in armor. Boom. Halo. Yep. Yeah, and some some of it is really cool designs. Oh, yeah. But, 
I also, while I was in Houston, found a couple of. Oh, do we lose you? Tarn. And then it and says don't get me wrong, rectum. Voyager class Tarn is fucking awesome. Josh, you broke up uh, just as you were talking about. He Tarn, is a lot. Oop. Josh, can you hear us? Yep, I can hear you. Yeah, we we totally Hello? lost it. We totally lost you for a minute. Yep. You want to start over well, and tell us about how you found Tarn? Okay, so yeah, I found Voyager class Tarn. He is fucking awesome. Uh, he is a bit skinnier than you would expect, but that doesn't take away from how awesome he is. Really intuitive transformation. A lot of fun. Really, really good toy. But he is slightly outshined by Transmetal 2 Dragon Megatron. Nice. Uh, I had every intention of skipping Transmetal Megatron because I figured I was happy with the T-Rex Megatron. That was good enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he had a clearance tag on him and he was Voyager priced. And I was like, Oh, hello. Yes. You're coming with me. <laughs> and holy shit. He's just so much fun. He's weird. He's bulky. He's like classic leader class size. So he's fucking huge. Uh, and his dragon mode is just super, super fun. Nice. Uh, and the real star of the show for me this week has got to be Breakdown. Because, well, Breakdown himself is just a slight retool of Dead End, it means I can I can finish Menasaur. And holy fuck, Menasaur is great. <laughs> uh, I'm just, I'm so happy, so happy to be able to complete it. And you know what, honestly... Uh, as a team, just like the the five stunicons all together, they mm. do look really nice together. So I I genuinely, as nice as Menasaur looks, they all look so good together that I probably will go back and forth with how I display them. Very cool. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's about it for me. Mike, what about you? Um, well, I did not get a lot. I did get a Transformer. I got uh, the Studio Series 86 Ironhide. <coughs> and <clears throat> very cool figure. Um, I had I had one of those moments where trying to transform him, I got confused and got kind of stuck halfway through and was like, what am I doing wrong? And then realized what I was doing wrong and then everything fell into place. But uh, for, for a good, like, 15 minutes, I was very confused. Um, but... Most of the Studio Series figures I have that problem with. There's always, like, at least one kind of fiddly bit that looking at the instructions doesn't make sense to me. Um, but, yeah, he's a really good figure. Um, and then the other ones that I got, I didn't get a lot. I got um, the Reaction Headbanger figure from Toxic Crusaders. And that was one of those ones where I totally had no intention of buying him. But I went to Thursday Night Terrors and uh, Dead End Toys had him in package just kind of on the table for 17 bucks. Man. And I'm like, ah, you know. Every time you go to Terrors, I know she's there and I know she's going to have stuff at an awesome price. Mm-hmm. And it's like the the double whammy of like, you're going to an awesome movie and you get a toy for less than retail. <laughs> yep. Uh I Like I said, I had literally no plan on buying it because I, I usually buy her magnets. Um 
and like you know little like keychains and stuff like that but yeah i'm like oh fuck headbanger i haven't thought of that since the old school toxic crusaders line i was like ask her and i'm gonna get it and he's great like i i love these reaction figures um his gun he can't quite hold it the way he's supposed to hold it but you know he can still hold it and he has the surfboard with the bite taken out of it um that truly serves no purpose because he can't really like stand on it or anything but it looks great as just like a background accessory the uh, um, the toy couldn't really the 80s toy really didn't do much with it either i thought there was a foot peg on the 80s one am i remembering that wrong it had a foot peg but it's just so weird with the two heads yeah so, like he can stand on it like a skateboard skating sideways okay yeah that's i i, I kind of vaguely remember that but yeah, this there's like no no foot peg or anything for him to stand on. So it's like, I mean, you could set it down and then stand him on top of it. And as long as you don't jostle it, he'll stand there. <laughs> but um, but then last but not least, I got another Joy Toy figure. I got uh, one of the Warhammer 40K orcs, um, specifically the Sniper Boy. So the, the Sniper Orc. Um, I've been wanting to get one of the orcs for a while just to have one in my collection. And uh, he was on sale for about 40 bucks. So I'm like, you know what? I have Bezos bucks. He's on sale. I'm going to grab him. And man, Joy Toy is up in their game. Like every figure I get is better than the last as far as quality goes. He he feels very durable. Uh, all the joints move perfectly. He's got really nice accessories that, you know, like his he has a little uh, like a grenade that clips into his belt. Um, he's got this huge friggin' sniper rifle that, that, uh, rivals Saw Viper. And, uh, then he's got this massive backpack with a lot of shells on it and everything is just painted perfectly. So really liking these figures, it's making it harder and harder not to keep buying all of the Warhammer 40 K, uh, joy toy figures, but man, it's, you'd think for spending like 40 bucks a figure or 20, well, 20 to 40 bucks a figure, that I would be more disappointed with the cost of entry, but the quality on these guys, they, they just keep improving. So unlike Hasbro, which seems to be going in the other direction. Yeah. <laughs> you know, fuck Hasbro. Yeah. But yeah, if you're, if you're looking for really solid three and three fourth inch, uh, action figures with beautiful paint jobs, look, look at joy toy. They're doing some good stuff, cool. but that's all I got this week. Awesome. Uh, Mike, you should, you know, you're single-handedly keeping Joy Toy in business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving their stuff, man. <laughs> um, I'm going to check something quick to see if something has been listed so I get the listing right. It has not. I'm going to wing it because it doesn't matter. All right. Uh, so let's hop into the news. I forgot this last week. We have new classified reveals that was on a fan panel for G.I. Joe. Uh, they were all deluxe figures because Hasbro wants more of our money. Uh, in particular, scrap iron that comes with a huge missile launching tank thing. Um, I don't like scrap iron enough to spend the extra whatever premium price that they're going to slap onto this um, for scrap iron. He was never important to me. Uh, there was a trouble bubble, trouble bubble with Televiper, and he's meant to be a troop builder. Again, I don't care about Televiper. Not going to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a Steel Brigade troop builder pack where you get a male and female Steel Brigade person. I kind of like the Steel Brigade, but not enough for a premium price tag. 
which I'm guessing is going to be 80 plus. Uh, and then another clearly um, deluxe figure in what's it? Snow job. Is the guy the skier? Uh, yeah, snow job. Yeah, uh, snow job came with a bunch of skis, different accessories, things like that, which is code for Hasbro wants more money. No, thank you. Not going to do it. <laughs> uh, if he's regular price, maybe. But all four of those big reveals did not care for any of them. Uh, Masters Universe News, Duplico has only popped up overseas. So the people who have found him have gotten him from online retailers in China. But at some point, he's supposed to be like an alternate pack-in. That, with... that, is, that is incorrect. Who's found him? Or who has him? Uh, he was also available through Paul Mart's store and very briefly on Amazon, both in U.S. packaging. Josh is the source for this. Totally right. Um, what sucks about this is that there's no sign of these hitting Walmart or Target because they're just so backlog of products. Uh, so if you want Duplico, like if you want to complete that set, uh, you might have to get him for an inflated price online. Uh, He-Man's starting to have the problem that He-Man always has where it's getting hard to find products and it's getting a little irritating. Um, Loyal Subjects has a Krang in his giant, excuse me, chicken nugget burp, crying in his robot body coming out in a deluxe sized figure. I think it looks really sweet. If you're a fan of Krang in his robot body, worth getting. Uh, the four horsemen are re-releasing the headless horseman. This time, instead of orange flames, he's got green. And he's got some glow-in-the-dark highlights going on. If you're a fan of the Four Horsemen stuff, uh, I just don't jump on those because I feel like I'm going to go crazy and want to collect everything. Uh, An exclusive to NECA Shop Online is the animated Donatello Ninja Turtle portal from an episode where he opens a portal and they go hang out with Usagi. So it's a cool prop and it's got different inserts so you can have different backgrounds. Uh, Super 7 has teased Hayachi Man, the samurai as part of Thundercats, like a rare case of a human character on the show. Uh, Minimates is doing a box set of animated D&D characters. Thought of you, Mike, when I saw it. I don't know if you like Minimates. Um, I'm intrigued, but yeah, I haven't bought Minimates in a long time. Yeah, I don't like them. I don't know. There's <laughs> People must because they've been around forever. Uh, Lieutenant Falcon is starting to pop up from J.I. Joe Classifieds, and for whatever reason, he's really, really ugly. Like, they just decided to not give him that, like, heroic action hero look. But, like, old classic G.I. Joe's had the same thing where they just had dudes that were fugly. Right. As part of the G.I. Joe team. But for whatever reason, he's got a frog face that looks weird. Uh, Target exclusives coming out from Marvel Legends. You've got the tracksuit mafia from the Hawkeye TV show. It is a Russian gangster and a tracksuit with three different heads. Uh, these guys also popped up in the Hawkeye faction comic book. So I'm excited for these. I pre-ordered one and I am going to guess these are going to pop up at stores and get marked to clearance pretty quickly. And then I will buy more and troop build. Uh, they also have an exclusive Yandu from the comic books and Walmart is getting an animated Craven who is going on sale on the Walmart collectors con in mid March. D&D Wave 2 is coming out, which rounds out the rest of the animated show stuff. Hellboy 4 is getting a movie, another reboot, or Hellboy as a kid in the 50s in Appalachia, and they're doing the Thin Man story. Mike, you would know about this 
more than I, uh, I would. Cro- Crooked Man. Crooked Man. Sorry. Um, I think it's pretty cool. I'll take yeah. more Hellboy over I'm, no Hellboy. I'm definitely excited that you know the Hellboy universe is still going. Um, I'm just a little bummed that it's like it's remaking again. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, yeah, like maybe David Harbour wants to come back. No, he absolutely does not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. Um, I I enjoyed David Harbour, but uh, no, he's been very point blank in that he like he wants to distance himself from Hellboy as much as possible. He, yeah, he is not happy with it. I get it. I don't blame him. Uh, whoever they get, just make sure he speaks English because I think they're filming it in like Serbia or something, like an overseas cheap location where you're gonna get like seventy five percent of the cast are you know dubbed actors or mila jovovich so um yeah just be careful i have faith but also um who created hellboy mike mignola is always like this is the script that i wrote he's always he backs these projects wholeheartedly um so i i you know if he's got faith in it i'll give him a pass so uh i want to jump and talk about savage crucible a pretty crazy kickstarter campaign that has gone crazy have you guys that, looked at the it, pictures for it? Yeah, it looks awesome. Uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna be the the weird weird odd man out here and say that I looked at it. It it just looks like more of more four horsemen stuff. Like I'm, it doesn't it doesn't to me personally it doesn't stand out enough from the mythic legions and all of the other things in in that style that have been coming out over the past decade so when it honestly when i looked at it it was just like the hell is the fuss this is this looks like so many other things that have come out so i'm kind of in between you guys i like them Mm -hmm. i I like how successful they've been so their goal was one hundred and twenty thousand dollars for the first wave of figures which is pretty modest they've tripled that and hit all their stretch goals the problem I, I see with it is that the first wave of, like, Dinosaur Men, I don't care. Yeah. Those are all kind of pretty bland to me. They don't look that creative at all. I like the weapons. And I like the concept of, like, fantasy barbarian stuff. But, like, these guys being the ones that are first out the door does not have me excited at all. Um, I get whoever's making this likes these the best. Uh, the figures are pretty reasonably priced. So just like for a blank, pretty plain Jane guy, maybe you get like some changeable hands, one weapon, 25 bucks. And as you go up with like armor and things like that, you're going to tack on another 10. And if you want an accessory set where you can turn them into a different character, that's another 25. Mm-hmm. It's very much in line with what Four Horsemen does. Uh, you can also get like coins. There's a digital comic book. That kind of stuff. It doesn't get cool to me until wave two, where they get into the barbarians. That's when I got excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you also wait a lot longer. So the first wave is scheduled to hit about a year from now, which is a pretty safe time frame to like get these tooled. All the back and forth with the factory in um, China. So actually, first wave is expected to ship October, November. Which means they're already working on this and it's ready to go. Um, 
second wave of the barbarians doesn't come out until 2024 which i will give you an estimated date and i'm guessing all these dates are going to move because it's never as easy as you think it is uh so march april so like another six months from that you get the next wave and that's where you get who man is a barbarian and they kind of have these really bad paint mock-ups that they did in the computer krieg the shunned who's like a crazy almost frazetta kind of barbarian but then they have a licensed frazetta barbarian that they got like they spent their money on which is pretty cool and it's from one of the posters it's a barbarian with a mace and a conan helmet and a sword there's some sort of panther cat guy and the big villain called Nashorn the disinherited who sort of looks like the the big armored knight that you play you got to play against in hero clicks not hero clicks mm. hero quest hero quest yep looks cool these are the things that i'm interested in these barbarians um and then there's add-on packs where you could be more barbarian characters you know or get more crazy weapons or you could be it looks like uh, another six different characters if you buy these these add-on sets. But then it gets even cooler, in my opinion. This is the wave that stood out to me the most. There's Fishmen. That's that the would, one I was excited about. Those come out July, August 2024, a year and a half from now. But these guys look like straight-up humanoids from the deep. Mm-hmm. This is what I want to pay for is because like I don't have Fishmen. Nobody's made Fishmen. Not even Four Horsemen. Uh, so it's kind of just like a mix of the same body type with different heads and different weapons. So kind of take your pick of like what kind of fish guy you want. But they've got the fish with like the the feely bopper on his head, uh, whose name escapes me. But you can just picture that like the little antenna with the glowing bulb. Like the anglerfish? Yes, they have an anglerfish head one. It, you don't get to see it that one pictures, but there's other pictures where they do turnarounds. And you can see that he's got it hanging on his head. It's the abyss dreadnought. Uh, there's a Piranoid Savage, who's like a cooler, just straight-up Piranha monster. And it comes in different paint jobs. And they have the Harbinger of the Abyss, who's like a straight-up Lovecraftian tentacle monster. Who I think is probably the coolest of all of them. I mean, opinion. I think, honestly, I think the whole the whole set looks cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I agree. It's very just Four Horsemen's Mythic Legions type of, you know monsters and barbarians and stuff yeah. um but yeah i mean it's i mean i always like those too so <laughs> you know i'm not i'm not too worried about it they look cool i'm not gonna buy them because i didn't buy any of the mythic legion stuff either uh but if i could just buy one of the weird like fishmen i absolutely would i'll agree with that i would buy yeah. one of the fishmen um this is one of those things like if these were at stores i think i get one mm. Or like on Amazon, it's the whole Kickstarter waiting a long ass time to get it that I'm not yeah. sure about. Um, and I did this before with Four Horsemen, where I ordered like the whole wave of the Avian guys, and then I ended up selling them two years later because I realized that like I can't keep collecting these. Mm-hmm. And he's got pictures of them with the Mythic Legions, and it's like I don't fucking know. Do I? I'm with you guys. It's like, these are really cool, but do I need another thing to collect? Exactly. Um, so I'm on the fence. Uh, and design-wise, I hate the way the heads are placed with the lizard guys, the dinosaur men or whatever, because it's clearly like, just the way the neck is, it just fucking bugs me. Right. Um, so I don't know. These are cool. They're affordable. But I think like once you get into shipping and things like that, it's 
going to get a little like, yeah, how bad do I want it? And do I want to completely forget that I got these and just have them show up one day? Right. You know, so I don't know. But I, this is one of the cooler Kickstarters to come out in a long, long time. And I mean, my experience with Kickstarter action figures has been very hot and cold. Um, I've had a couple good experiences, but more often than not, it's like, here's this thing that's coming along, coming along, come along, and it gets canceled. Like, oh. yep. are you still waiting for that skull ship? Oh yeah, that's I'm still waiting on that. Yeah, like how and long that is was, too long? Uh, that's the thing. It was originally supposed to come out um, in the fall, and then it got pushed back to spring, and now it's pushed back to summer. So. Hopefully this year I'll be getting it, considering that was a lot of money. Um, yeah, and like your your SOL. Yeah, exactly. You don't get it. Yeah. Or if it's horrible quality. So I'd hate to be like something that happened with the Four Horsemen when they were first starting the Mythic Legions and they had like the cows or the elephants or the hippo men. I thought they looked cool. Mm-hmm. People kickstarted it. And then they got the elephants in and they were engineered poorly and the arms and legs fell off. Oh, so if you took them out of the packaging, you were just shit out of luck. And four horsemen was like powerless to fix it. Um, and thankfully, people kind of stuck with it. And, you know, still supported them. But that that would be like such a grievous error to me that I'd just be done. Right. You know, like you sent like I waited a year and a half to get this figure and it's falling apart in my hands. No, that's not acceptable. Uh, so, hey, uh, best of luck to him. I don't know if I'm going to do this because I'm getting rid of stuff because I have no room now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. There was, there was one line and I wish I could remember the name. I, I threw money at it. This was like, God, maybe two years ago, maybe three. It's been a while. Um, but it was these like weird sci-fi figures that had magnet joints um, so like their arms and legs clipped on via magnets and they had little magnets in their feet and they were just like weird spacemen and monsters. And, uh, they kind of reminded me of Micronauts, honestly. Okay. Um, but I ended up throwing money at, the, it was like, there was like a hundred dollar pack where you got like one of the bad guys and one of the good guys. And then like a bunch of accessories and I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'll, I'll throw money at that one. And it just fell short of the goal before, you know, before the, the Kickstarter time ran out, it was like. I think like a grand below the goal. And I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> like, and I was really excited for those figures because I love I love figures that connect via magnets. Those always those are figures that I always liked as a kid. Um, Fresh Monkey Fiction there. I don't want to say it's a G.I. Joe lines. One of their lines that they have uh, their Eagle Force stuff. Mm-hmm. They have Micronauts uh, repaints Ooh. of like the clear bodies with the metal heads. Yeah. No pop and swap, but look into it. Um, a couple different like online real t- retailers, like they have the orange one. Somebody's got the green. Somebody's got the blue. Um, for the life of me, I can't tell you the scale because it was like different company. Like the the guy that put the pictures up that I looked at didn't have them next to other stuff, and I couldn't compare. Right. Um, but I know you're a huge Micronauts fan, so. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Very cool. Cool. Um. Guys, the Charlie Band Humane Society is a non-profit organization that finds loving homes for society's smaller, unloved creatures of pure evil and destruction. 
Why, just this year we signed the paperwork for Buffalo's own Mike McCoy to adopt Grabblegut, a diminutive servant of Satan that's been roaming the streets of Buffalo murdering people since the first Ghoulies movie rap production in 1986. Grabblegut has a new name and a haircut and possibly a romantic relationship with Mike McCoy. But that's none of our business. Mike. Yes. You're Mexican, right? Sure. Would you be interested in adopting a munchie? Oh, absolutely. Hey, I say it's me, Mexican <laughs> stereotype munchie. How Ooh, you doing? We, we could get tacos. Look, man, I got no home. Homes? <laughs> Why don't you adopt me? Absolutely. I'm really easy to care for. I like to watch reruns of late night television. What, what I like about to eat olives? You like to eat olives? I love olives. How do you feel about being cut in half? Don't cut me in half, Holmes. Don't electrocute me either. <laughs> Don't let me near your records or loaded firearms. I, I just want to eat taquitos and watch Leave It to Beaver. Hey, I say, I'm Mexican. Hey, everybody always wants the Frank Welker munchie. Not me, the Mexican one. <laughs> oh, good times. Uh, can I come home with you, Holmes? Absolutely. Do you mind if I uh, watch you and your wife do the naked lambada? Uh, yeah, I'll see uh-huh. how she feels about it. Huh? I'll see Never how had the reach around from a little munchie claw. You're Tickle swaying. your sack. You're swaying huh? me. Little little munchie sharpie claws. My <laughs> tiny teeth. I, I I tickle your taint. I make a bunch of noises. Hey, you know what they say, man? Huh? It's not gay if it's a hand puppet. Hey. <laughs> Take me home today, Holmes. Sold. Uh, I didn't have time to plan these out The little <laughs> iffy <laughs> I was not expecting the munchie thing Okay Oh man Time for the new segment of the week What shitty movies did Mike watch? Both Mikes I know you guys saw Ant-Man Quantumania Yes If you can give me the next week I'm going to try to catch it I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I know most of the plot, but still. Um, let me share with you my recent activity. Did we lose Josh? I think he's just muted at the moment. Yeah, I'm just muted. I'm grabbing a bite to eat. All right. Buckle up. Here is the list of things that I watched. Just today on my lunch break, I watched the Eli Roth VRB Mine. Oh, I didn't need to watch that stuff. So you don't need a VR headset to watch it. You can just go and watch it online for free. Oh, I'm going to watch it in my VR headset. Um, It's only 30 minutes. Yeah. It's not good. It's it's I, pretty cheesy. I will say this, though. Watching something in VR is a completely different experience. It um, Watching it as just the, a streaming video... Everything is centered exactly in the center of the screen because it's VR and it's fucking jarring. You get used to it. Um, but other than that, it felt like a, an early 2000s slasher film and not in a good way. Right. Um, take it for what it's worth, but it's only a half an hour, so it's not like offending you for 90 minutes. Um, it also kind of reminded me of the uh, Black Christmas remake. Ugh. 
there's a lot of like really bad female empowerment dialogue that goes nowhere that somebody like the screenwriter was just like, I'm going to throw this in here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that fucking movie. I finally got around to watching American Mary from the oh. Saska sisters. Dude, I'm surprised you didn't see that sooner. That, that movie's fucking amazing. Um, American Mary came out when I was in a relationship with Teresa and because of the cover, it's one of those movies that, like, my wife probably doesn't want to watch. Mm. And I don't want to, like, let her know about the wonderful world of uh, Katrina Isabel. Uh, yeah. And I don't want her to have, like, an unbridled hatred of her. But it's awesome. And the the cover for it makes sense within the context of the movie. But I can't explain to you, like, no, 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 it's, this isn't a boob movie. Right. It's about the, like, that weird... Canadian S&M Saska sisters body mod subcultures. I loved it. I, I was totally enthralled by it. Uh, watched Freaked for the first time in a long time. Classic. classic you know, classic. Alex it's Winters. probably been it's probably been a good 15 years since I've seen that movie. Um, and then I went on YouTube and watched the idiot box, which uh, precedes Freaked, which is like they made six episodes of this TV show on MTV of a sketch show. And basically everybody left that show and made freaked. Right. So it, it's a lot of fun. Um, finally caught Demon Wind. <laughs> You've never seen that before? Not in its entirety. I've only watched clips of it when it was playing on Mystery Science Theater. Uh, oh, it's bad. I loved it. Oh. <laughs> it. It's just, it's my kind of stupid. There, There is a scene um, where you can clearly see a crew member uh, like to the left of the screen, uh, just kind of sitting there. And then he like looks at the camera with like this shocked look on his face and they pan away. I believe it. It's, uh, it's fucking hilarious. The movie makes no sense half the time. It, it's just poorly edited and written. Um, <laughs> I love how the hero turns into a, an alienation creature. At oh, the yeah. end for the big battle with the goopy Satan monster thing. Um, <laughs> it's so stupid. The the karate magician. That was my favorite part of the movie. Uh, who introduces himself by riding in in a convertible, mm-hmm. doing a magic trick, pissing off a meathead, and then karate kicking a can for five minutes. Yep. You know, because the movie needed that. Uh, and then he's like a badass with guns guarding the window, and the naked demon shows up, and him and his friend are like totally a demon, bro. But then they <laughs> go out there anyways, and karate fighter. <laughs> yeah for, for you know horror movie reasons um it's but awful. all the stuff that i watched this week my favorite was monster brawl monster brawl. i've never seen that one people have been telling me about this movie forever and i just i thought it would suck so i didn't get around to it where the concept of the movie is it's a wrestling movie where monsters are wrestling okay but the whole thing is treated like a wrestling pay-per-view and it's got Dave Foley from Kids in the Hall as this color commentator. And there's a cemetery and a wrestling ring and like Cyclops fights as a, fights a witch. And it's got one of the best lines I've ever heard in a movie with. Oh, no, witch bitch has had a dirty kick to the dick because she kicks Cyclops in the dick. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? Like Wolfman fights the mummy. Frankenstein fights the Wolfman. Jimmy Hart's there, who was Hulk Hogan's old manager, the guy with the megaphone. 
uh, Dave Foley's partner is this guy named Sasquatch. He gets bitten by a zombie. So, like, as they're doing the color commentary, he's slowly turning into a zombie and they have to shoot him. It's just it's stupid in the best possible way. Mm -hmm. Um, Very little plot. The wrestling is never long. So you're just like and then Lance Henriksen voices like this Shario Khan commentator. So anytime there's a funny wrestling move, you just hear Lance Henriksen say like flawless, outstanding, head stump, total (laughs) annihilation. You're like, what? (laughs) What year was this made? Let me check my letterbox. I brought this up. 2011. It's on Tubi. Wow. That's surprising. Um, and they always have a lot of the monsters don't speak real language. There's a swamp monster made out of garbage. He sort of looks like the trash heap. Shout out to Susie Hunt. Um, and he's just like, they'll do the wrestling promo and they'll just have his dubbed in dialogue of like, life is pain. Please stop putting trash in the swamp. I want to go home. (laughs) It's the special kind of stupid. Um, so I, I liked it a lot. I don't know if I'm going to watch anything tonight. I watched Be Mine. It's only a half an hour, so I mean, it, it counts, I guess. Um, but maybe I'll finally watch uh, whatchamacallit that you're uh, throwing up for video game movies. Maybe I'll watch Arcade again. I don't know. Mm. Maybe I'll make like 17 fake Facebook accounts just to make sure that it wins. <laughs> Yeah, because right now I think you and I are the only two that voted for Arcade. That's a shame. I think Matt LeMay voted for Arcade. Oh, wait, maybe he did, yeah. Um, it's definitely not enough yet. No. But, you know. As, as of right now, it looks like Silent Hill and um, Existens are going to be the winners. That's cool. Uh, I'm just happy it's not Resident Evil. Yeah, I mean, I was I was cool talking about Resident Evil, but I... That's one of the reasons that I put the caveat of one based on a game and one, you know, uh, about a video game, because otherwise it would be Silent Hill and Resident Evil. I I hate that movie. You hate Resident I, Evil? I hate the whole franchise. I like the newest one, Welcome to Raccoon City, mm-hmm. but I binge watched. I got that like five dollar Walmart bin set that has every Resident Evil. And they're fine if they're just zombie movies, but the fact that they constantly say they're based on Resident Evil games makes me crazy. I like the first one. After that, I lost interest. Yeah, the first one's passable. If if Capcom just went back and made like a Resident Evil game with Alice mm-hmm. in it, I'd be happy because then there's like that cross pollination, mm-hmm. and then it's like officially you can have like this is the Alice stuff and this is the the Leon Chris stuff, right? But they don't. And it and like it makes complete sense within the crazy Resident Evil universe where all the women that fight zombies dress like bimbos. Well, it's true. true. It know. is <laughs> sad, but true. They're more concerned. Like Leanne's more concerned with this Edward Furlong hair than he is like saving the president's daughter half the time. <laughs> that haircut. Um, oh man. Who's your favorite resident evil hero? Mike? Oh, Leon by far. Leon. Leon's my favorite. I like Barry. <laughs> Barry. I really like Barry, and I loved the game where you got to play as him as the character. Um, Revelations oh. 2. Yeah, I was going to say that was a second Revelations game. Where it's like Barry and Clara. It's not even a good game. I just like that he's like, he's slow and he's mm. winded. <laughs> he's just, <laughs> he's got like 
the biggest gun in all the games. Like he's got his revolver the whole time, and it shoots the shit out of everything. He's just like, Ugh. he's got the that fucking time. hand cannon. <laughs> like, oh, play man. those again. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I always liked Barry. I relate to Barry the most. I'd say honestly, uh, Leon and and Jill have always been my favorites. Um, I like I I've pretty much enjoyed playing as Jill in most of the games that that she's an option. Um, but uh, but yeah, Leon. He, I think it's just because Leon's the main character in my two favorite Resident Evil games, being you know two and four. Um, so I'm like, yeah, no, nah, he's he's gonna he's gonna win out. Yeah, um, four is my favorite. I think two is my. I think honestly, uh, two is my absolute favorite, and part uh, part four is my second favorite. But it's close. I think the only thing that edges four over two for me is New Game Plus. Um, I don't. I don't know. I know I you like, like the challenge, and you're a better video game player, and you like to be scared. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I, I like not having you know everything. I like, you know, you get through the ordeal of the first one, your first mm. playthrough, like, I made it, you feel proud of yourself. But then you have that moment of, like, I'm going to get some fucking revenge. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to, like, buy a shotgun with limited ammo, and I'm going to fucking kill everything. Oh, don't get I'm me wrong. Like, I, the def- game. I definitely do that. Like, I did that in the remake of Part 3, um, because, they, you know, during COVID, it was like I ha- <clears throat> had nothing else to do. So I played the hell out of that remake. And was like literally playing it on nightmare mode and got so used to being able to dodge Nemesis that it was like, dude couldn't even touch me unless it was scripted. Um, but I was able to unlock the uh, the freaking missile launcher with unlimited ammo. So I was just basically like, fuck this game, you know, just running around and like blowing everything up. Every time Nemesis came out, I'm like, yeah, no, you're taking a rocket to the jaw. So. Is it easy to dodge? Is it some sort of like goofy mechanic in the game or you just mastered it? You just got to time it right. It's it's all just timing. Okay, then I can't do it. (laughs) But that's the thing. I got used to the timing. So it was like every time he rushed me, it was like, whoop, just dodge out of the way. Um, You know, because I love games with a mechanic that is flawed and you can take advantage of it and just beat the crap out of the game. Like a low, you know, like a sweeping kick or an uppercut, some Mortal Kombat. Yep. I was actually just talking about that with one of my coworkers uh, last night because uh, he's he's only twenty, so his his gaming knowledge is like modern stuff. And we were talking about fighting games, and I was saying how they used to be uh, unbalanced. I was like, back in the day, you know, you could find that character that could just own everybody else by basically cheating and exploiting the systems. <laughs> like the first time you could play as M Bison in Championship Edition of Street Fighter Two. If you pulled off one of his Psycho Crushers, a little torpedo where you fly across the screen, if you pulled that off and then timed it right, you could make it where your opponent could never stand back up. So yep. it was just the the cheesiest damn thing. And same thing with Cinder and Killer Instinct. If you got the person in the corner and you did the flip kick torpedo combo, you'd basically just flip kicked him up in the air, juggled him with the torpedo, flip kicked, kicked him again, and just you could do that until they were dead. <laughs> it was like... But now, you know, everything's balanced, so you always have a way to escape that. Oh, I'm Mike Alvarez. I'm good at video games. <laughs> I have hand-eye coordination. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I do? I unplug the cord. <laughs> Beat the crap out of you. <laughs> it's called the cheat code with one button fatalities, and you you can enjoy the first three Mortal Kombats that way. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. I was, I'd just beat, um, hey, it's Video Game Corner, one of our new segments, kind of. Uh, I just beat Ori and the Willow of the Wisps, which is a homebrew Metroidvania from Microsoft Studios that was available on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, which, again, if you're not good at, like, Metroidvanias, and it's not as hard of a platformer as Hollow Knight. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't give you any kind of guide as to, like, what you're supposed to do or where you're supposed to go. So there's parts in the game where it's like just trial and error for four hours until you figure out the one thing you're supposed to do or go online. Right. Um, and then you can beat the crap out of the game. But I can see why a lot of people just give up on it. Um, but I like it a lot. Anything where I have to hunt down things and complete maps and stuff like that, totally for it. See, I, and, I'm... Oh, God. No, and I'm just going to wait for the Resident Evil 4 remake. Yes, yeah, I mean, most of my gaming is, is definitely survival horror. Um... But I do really enjoy stuff like uh, like I've mentioned on here before, Seven Days to Die. So open sandbox games where you can just kind of get in and do whatever the hell you want. Those those are kind of my go to. I've been reading like news as it pertains to Resident Evil 4, like changes they're making in the game. It's it's nothing crazy, mm-hmm. but they got rid of all the quick time events. Oh, I thought they great. still had I thought they still had the knife battle with. Uh, no, Josh, so, what's his name? Krieger. Uh, Krauser. Browser, thank you. I so, was like, I, I knew, I couldn't remember it. This just came up from Game Informer, and they were talking to the the creator, the guys doing the remake, and they're like, okay, well, it's not a quick time thing now; it's a parrying system that oh, we put okay. in. That's how you fight them. I'm like, that's the, my least favorite part of the game, and it sounds like it's staying my least favorite part of the game. Uh, I'll be honest; like, I hated it because it was hard. But I also kind of loved it because of how cinematic it was and the fact that, like, there was so much story happening while you were doing that. I'm with I, you. Uh, and I've just memorized it from playing it so much. Yeah. So I was kind of hoping that it just was in the game because, like, muscle memory would kick in eventually and I would just kind of get through it again. Mm-hmm. Like the fights with the ogres. I oh, played yeah. that game so much. I just got so good at shooting the boulder and crushing them. Mm-hmm. Or if I didn't get it the first time, I'd just play it two or three times and just kill him. Um, and same thing with, like, the final boss battle. You could spam him with flash grenades and stab him with your knife. It was never hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it looks like they're fixing a lot of that now to keep it kind of fresh and interesting. So, You know what? Since we're on the topic, and I know all three of us have played uh, a shitload of Resident Evil games, what is your guys' most hated boss battle in any Resident Evil game? I didn't complete part seven. Oh. Oh, I you gave up it. on that. Oh, you got to finish that game, man. That's fun. Um, I didn't like the different playing styles for like the three games. So I beat the Leon half. But then the Chris half was like a Gears of War. Thing. Oh, that's six. Oh, part six. Oh, six. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I never, I never completed six. Yeah, six uh, definitely left a lot to be desired for me. Like, the whole game overall. I, you know what? I'll say that I hated the final fucking Wesker battle in 5. Oh, dude, I, I was going to say, yeah, uh, the, the, the last Oh, Wesker no, wait, battle. yeah, yeah, no, that was 5, sorry. In, in the volcano? In the, in the volcano. Yeah. I yeah. fucking hated that fight. That fight, I couldn't stand, and the one that still, to this day, annoys the piss out of me, and it's not even really a boss, but the fucking giant mutated salamander in part 4. That's like, my least favorite. It it because it first of all it triggers my extreme fear of deep water. <laughs> like I don't like that. 
This is this is why I had to stop playing it in VR. I got to that part, and I'm like, I can't do this in VR. I I just I fucking can't. Um, it it I whatever it's called, what is it? Uh, thrasophobia or whatever it is, where you you're afraid of deep water. Yeah. And the things in the deep water, it it freaks me the hell out. Like I have trouble watching it in a movie. You know, seeing like TikTok videos of people swimming in deep water freaks me out. But so that battle was already freaking me out. And then the fact that like I could never aim the damn harpoon quick enough. And he'd yes. always knock me out of the fucking boat. Like, and I would I just get, get annoyed. I get impatient mm-hmm. with that fight. And it pisses me off. Um, is it part five where you fight that like slug monster? And if you can fight it or you have to trick it to going into a corridor and lighting it on fire. It's part five. It isn't like the first half of the game. Huh. I'm trying to remember. You're in like one of the industrial zones and there's like a creature. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I vaguely remember that. That that My my memory of five is hazy, but. Yeah, same. uh, I play that one a lot. And a lot of the tank control fights are a little hairy. Um, A lot of stuff in Resident Evil Zero Mm, is mm -hmm. really fucking hard. (laughs) The freaking. I forget what they called him, but like the failed tyrant in Resident Evil Zero, the one that you find down in like the bowels of those like cave systems. Proto tyrant, something like that. That yeah. that fight was hard, and it scared the shit out of me the first time I got to it because I was not expecting to find a fucking tyrant down there. These aren't boss fights, but any of the running from the Mister X or uh, what's her name in Part Eight. Oh, um, Lady uh, Demetrius. Yeah. I don't like those. I'll be honest. I I didn't like those the first time I got to them. Like, I was so nervous about fighting Mr. X in Resident Evil 2 that the first time I played it, um, I kept, like, I knew it was coming, so I was getting really scared and, like, trying to, like, memorize the layout of the building. I, I stopped playing it multiple times thinking, oh, this must be the scene. Oh, this must be the scene. <laughs> and it never happened. And then finally when it did happen, I was like, oh, shit, what do I do? And I was yes. I was so scared, but I quickly kind of learned the mechanic of like, oh, you can hide in the safe room. There actually is a safe room. So it's like, oh, I can fucking taunt this guy. So I was just having fun, like peekaboo. And like, I shoot him and run back into the room. Um, that, that was good, Nate, because you can go in any safe room and Lady Dimitrescu wouldn't follow you. Mm-hmm. So that was fine. Uh, but I, I just hated the I'm in the middle of something and you hear the footsteps. And it's like, God damn it. And then you like, you're on the wrong direction. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, it's a pain in the ass. Uh, it's worse than Resident Evil 2. Um, I think opinion. the scariest one is in, in part seven. Fucking Jack. He oh, fuck I, Jack. Haven't, I haven't played <laughs> seven yet. Fuck, I, Josh, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, yep. Jack is by far the scariest and worst of the hunters. Like, And it's because he's intelligent. Yes. Oh, I do not like him at all. Like, that's the reason I have not revisited part seven as much as I want to on my new computer, because I, the last time I played it, I had to turn all the graphic settings down. And, you know, now obviously I have a computer that can run it just fine. Um, so I can, you know, turn everything up the way it's supposed to look. But I'm I'm afraid to face Jack again. Dude scares the shit out of me. <laughs> you know, I played through that game a second time and I got to say, well, I enjoyed it. Both both Jack and Marguerite were fucking just nerve wracking. Oh, oh, my God. I forgot about the Marguerite fight. 
Okay, I might have to add that to my answer because I fucking hated that. You know, she's skittering around like a damn spider and she's like dropping bugs out of her crotch. Like it's duh. like everything about that is so unsettling. I hated that fight. <laughs> What's my ex-girlfriend doing in this conversation? <laughs> Zing. What up, Punch? All right. Um, yeah. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, speaking of survival horror, I will be playing more of Dead Space tomorrow night. Because originally I was going to be recording a podcast, but we had to move stuff. So I'm like, ooh, my night suddenly opened. I'm playing Dead That's Space. That's cool. I, man, I'm having like arthritis, I think, um, on my left hand, my pointer finger. Mm-hmm. Or my knuckle is, it just hurts. See, I so, don't, I definitely with don't. Top okay. paddles, it's mm-hmm. a pain in the ass. I don't have arthritis, but the carpal tunnel, that gets me sometimes playing video games like, me and uh me and danielle were playing seven days to die on thursday and um we were in a very very uh precarious horde night situation where we had a lot of zombies coming at us and we didn't have a lot of ammo and um i'm trying to like take you know take my time and get headshots but my hand was going numb so i'm holding the mouse with like a numb hand (laughs) i was like this sucks i can't feel my fingers fucking carpal tunnel yeah, man. So, yeah. Hands. Of all the things to fucking go on you. Hands? Yep. Really? Getting old, man. Sucks. All right, guys. We've kind of talked about this topic before. Yes, this is a is a little bit of a time filler, but I want to bring it up while it was in my head. What if we had a convention? Wait, no, actually, no. That's another topic. It's gonna say, what if we had a convention? We've already had that discussion. I was thinking about doing an award show Mm -hmm. in Creepies where we give out awards to whatever the hell we feel like to like D-list celebrities, like best performance in a movie with a killer doll 2022. And it's just these 2B movies were like, Mike, me and you are the only ones that watched them. (laughs) Like best performance with puppet with human teeth. Uncle Creepy, or uh, <laughs> Uncle Impy. <laughs> Fucking human teeth in that puppet's head are creepy. Um, Just as a goof. And then find these, like, you know, working class actors that never thought they'd get any recognition for being in, like, Disco Doll of Death 7 for Full Moon are getting a 3D printed crappy trophy for me saying, like, <laughs> we loved your performance in Baby Oopsie 3. Whatever. Take your pick. Right. Or like, you know, we'll send a, a trophy to Hasbro for like, <laughs> fuck you, 2022 award goes to Hasbro. I don't know. What do you think? Um, I do like the idea of the creepies. I think this would be fun. I think it's interesting. Um, you know, we could actually have like legitimate awards, like indie toy awards, things like that. Um, shit I- that we, we feel strongly about. I feel like the different trophies, you know, they, they should be different depending like, you know, if, if it's like a toy award or a movie award or whatever, it should be different. But then we could have like biggest dick and, you know, like like Hasbro wins being the biggest dick in the toy industry and just give them a floppy wiener trophy. We actually have it like three male porn stars and Hasbro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Fucking Hasbro. Biggest gaping asshole award goes to Hasbro. <laughs> um, you know, as I go out and buy their toys every week, 
like I a know, right. fucking sucker. Um, <laughs> yeah, just an idea. Um, I think it'd be a good way to like actually get some funny, get the attention of some people. Yeah. Um, you know, like I would totally be down, like giving Ricky Bearwick an award or like <laughs> something's not even part of the show just because it would be funny. Um, I mean, Ricky is hilarious, but if he goes back and listens to the old episodes, he'd be like, I- am I Timmy? Is that, hey, is that? <laughs> if, if there was ever Cal Creepy had the movie, there's only one <laughs> choice to play Timmy. It's Ricky Fairway. Just, just throwing it out there. It's his role to say no to. Um, did you hear that he got banned from Twitch for raping like a Winnie the Pooh doll or something? No. As just a, as a way to, to fuck with people. He does. I follow him on his socials and he does this live stream where he calls into this like Jesus chat. Oh, and God. there's this high strung teenager that runs it. This guy's probably like 19 and he can't stop talking to Ricky for whatever reason. He always gets mad at him like Ricky will press his buttons. And he, he has one where he calls in and I'm paraphrasing a lot of this, but he like he's. He tells him he wants to be saved and he tells him every want everything he wants to be here of and bleh, tells him everything he wants to hear. Then he stops and he's like, hold on a second. And he's been taking a dump the whole time. Oh, I've seen some of those. <laughs> he gets yeah. off the toilet and shows him his shit and then flushes it. <laughs> so the whole thing was just keeping him on the horn while he takes a dump. It cracks me up. <laughs> yeah, Ricky is uh he's definitely something. I, I his his freaking videos crack me up. He's a a goddamn comedic genius in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> um, I'll I'll kind of like as I get ideas, I think I'll I'll write them down on a piece of paper, and uh, you know, if I could get a good half an hour or forty five minutes of podcasting out of it, I think we could do it. It just you know, it'd be funny. Um, it'll it'll be a mix of people that are part of the show and then a mix of people who aren't. Mm-hmm. And we could just see what happens. Well, and of course, you know, we could have we'd have to have stand-ins to uh, come and accept the award on the behalf of. So, oh yeah, we could just have like a ridiculous winner. Like we can give Tom Cruise an award. I'm like, oh, Tom Cruise isn't here, accepting on Tom Cruise's behalf, Don DeRazio. Let's <laughs> say you know Werner Herzog, and you know, yeah, Timmy, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> accepting on the half of. On the behalf of Xenu, Space Lord from Beyond Affinity, <laughs> it's whatever Timmy. <sighs> best, this this cat ghoulie. Yeah, like best existing as a podcast joke only character goes to Timmy, who doesn't exist. Yay! <laughs> um, <laughs> cat ghoulie, <laughs> actor of the year award. <laughs> Give an award from a 1986 movie. <laughs> Best actor in a performance, 1986. Frog Ghoulie. <laughs> Alright, let's uh, uh good times. Good times. Let's wrap this up. Guys, did you know that the Charlie Band Humane Society recently rehomed the Frog Ghoulie? Who had been kept and held captive at Fuck, what the hell is his name? That child molester guy that's in prison. He's trapped in a closet. The child molester oh, guy. He was held captive at R. Kelly's compound because he's the only pet you can adopt that likes to be pissed and shat on. That's right. 
You can take home Frog Ghoulie today and he'll live in your toilet and eat your duty. That's what Frog Ghoulie does. Keeps your toilet clean and keeps your butthole cleaner. It's it's his duty to clean your booty? Yes, and occasionally escape and kill people. Uh, you guys ready for Hall of Fame? Absolutely. Yes. Guess who won? Dude, no surprise. of nobody. Tongue Lasher. Yay, Tongue Lasher. I oh, like you guys. Tongue Lasher's second time winning. It, I don't wait, know why. It's the second maybe. time winning? Maybe. It just seems like a very obvious pick that we missed if he isn't. Hmm. Um, I'm at, honestly, I'm starting to forget, like, you know, who who won and who didn't and, like, who we've not. Yeah. I know. I, I think we need but, a comprehensive list. I'll get to it at some point. But I do have uh, I do have some steep competition this week. Okay, oh. Josh. You won your you first. You re- might get to try to beat you. You, you guys you guys ready to swear at me for this one? Sure. I'm almost afraid. Uh, I nominate the mummy version of Mumra. You've oh. done this one. And it didn't win. So it's fair. The, the, I've nominated the mummy version of Mumra. I, I feel yeah. like he the was mail, nominated. The mail away with the bat yeah. staff. Mail away Mumra has won, I think. Let me triple check. I know I have a picture of it on my computer. So. Yeah, I, I feel like we had a Mumra entry. I don't know if he won, though. Let me see. Search, search. I feel like it was one of the weeks where we, we all had, like, heavy hitters. Where we were all ah, like... fuck it, then Monstar. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Monstar is also a good pick. Yeah. He won in August 2021. He built... He beat the Transducer playset and Skulk and Tarantula from Sectors. Ah, that's right. And Josh, it was your pick. Oh. So, what do you want? Monster? Well, Monster. Great toy. Silverhawks never gets enough love, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it really does. Great cartoon. Toys? Meh. Uh, Mike. Well, uh, I'm going to, I feel like I've nominated this guy before as well, but I don't think he won, but I'm going to go back to the original LJN D&D line and nominate Grimsword. Grimsword has not won. I was going to say, I know I nominated him at one point, but I, I know he didn't win. <laughs> um, I feel like what's his name hasn't won either. Warduke. Yeah, Warduke. I, I threw, I threw Warduke out there, but it was a heavy hitter week. Uh, <sighs> I think that might have been against Skeletor or something like that. Like he he definitely got his ass kicked. Help me out, guys. Here I have two picks. Big or small? Mm, go big. I nominate, in my opinion, the greatest 18-inch horror action figure of all time, the NECA Chatterer. With chattering teeth. Ooh, Ooh I forgot about that figure. I have him in storage somewhere. Um, back when those were affordable and they weren't 200 bucks, I, Shit, they were like $30. Fuck. I don't remember if it was, it was an exclusive to Spencer's gifts. No, it definitely wasn't. Cause I got it at media play. All right. No, the, the playset was a Spencer's gifts exclusive, um, which is still one of the most valuable horror movie collectibles that I have. It's a toy. 
What, what um, playset is it? The Hellraiser layer, the Cenobite layer, mm-hmm. and it came with the four Cenobites. It was a Spencer's Gifts exclusive from NECA. Ooh, I didn't even know about that. It came with the pillar, and it came with the alternate eyes open version of Chatterer. Everybody wow. was, had something different about them. They had like different head sculpts, whatever. But uh, this was like at the dying end of Spencer's carrying action figures. And I remember I was excited, got it. It was on clearance. I should have bought like a hundred, you know, hindsight's 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was super cool. I With still those... have it. It has like support beams that go over the ceiling. You can hang. It's got notches for chains. So it, it's like a three-dimensional play space of the attic where Frank is. Nice. Cenobites in it, and it's really damn cool. I still remember when uh, the 18-inch figures were becoming like a pretty big thing. Like you had uh, the McFarlane ones, um, you know, obviously like Freddy and Leatherface, and then they did Michael Myers and Ash and Edward Scissorhands and all that. And I, I got all of those. But then when NECA came along with that. Uh, Friday 13th part 7 Jason I freaking lost my mind I was like that is like the perfect Jason yep um and then of course they did uh the was it the endoskeleton Terminator which I got I didn't get yep. the other they I know there was an Arnie one I can't remember if McFarlane or if it was McFarlane or NECA but I didn't buy that one I got the uh Captain Spaulding 18 inch yep. the Patrick Bateman 18 inch yep. uh the Chatterer and yep. um Shit. Uh, oh, the uh, Soda Toys Pumpkinhead. I got that one as well. Man, so I got I got some of those that you mentioned, but I got the Soda Toys Darkness and the Soda Toys Pumpkinhead, mm-hmm. and they both fell apart. My Pumpkinhead is still holding together, but I also haven't moved him in forever. Um, so my Pumpkinhead started to buckle under his own weight. I sold him, so like he was pulling apart at the waist because he wasn't balanced and the material was cheap and the darkness figure which i was super excited about i got him and he broke right out of the package oh, that um, sucks. because his head was too heavy for the joint in his neck and it snapped right off his body and then the plastic was tacky the minute it came out of the package it was such a disappointment because it looked amazing but it was just manufactured horribly um and I, th- I remember spending like $110 on it or something when it came out, just being like livid. Um, yeah. Another 18-inch that gets slapped on but can't hold its own weight is the Balrog from, oh, from NECA. From NECA when they did Lord of the Rings stuff. Mm-hmm. I got that to kind of complete my Lord of the Rings collection. The thing can't hold its own weight. It's impossible. Yeah. Its wings are too massive. I um, remember wanting to buy that just because it was so fucking cool, but I kept going like, where would I put it? And never ended up getting it. You're... You, if you kept it in the box, you'd be. It, it didn't even have a display box. It came in a, a blank cardboard mailer, and mm-hmm. it was like a made order special thing, sort of like the Cloverfield Hasbro. Oh, one, I, another, I like, forgot about that. Sought after big old eighteen incher. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I've got because uh, I only found them on clearance. The only reason I ever got them, the Pacific Rim. My favorite robot is the Russian one with the big nuclear reactor. Mm-hmm. I found that on clearance at FYE. I picked up a penguin from Batman Returns because Danny DeVito, like who doesn't want Oswald Cobblepot? Right. But it's like the mayor version of him. Um, but they take up so much space now. Like, eh. 
I, I would yeah. sort of I would count in humanoids in that I don't know if they're exactly eighteen inches. I think they're more like fourteen. See, and this is I feel like this is a conversation for another episode, but this is exactly why my preferred scale of action figure will always be three and three fourth inch. Because then you can get away with doing like a 12 inch or a 16 inch or 18 inch figure and having them be giant in comparison. This because is true. When you have to do a giant like the Balrog for a six inch figure line, it has to be much, much bigger. And then you run into problems with, you know, space. You run into problems with the, you know, like what type of materials and all that. Like just, you know, go back to the the old school three and three fourth inch figures with like the 14 inch mega figure. And that's, I'm good. My, um, what I've been doing is getting rid of Funkos. And if they have a super seven reaction, mm-hmm. I'm just opting to replace them with the super seven reaction. Now makes sense. Cause they take up less space and ultimately they're more in line with what I like. Yeah. So like, I don't need super seven. I don't need, I don't need Hellboy from Funko when I have it as a super seven reaction. Exactly. That's been my, my logic. Uh, like I don't need planet of the apes Funkos because I have them in super seven. So that's what I'm doing. Getting rid of them. If I have them with the exception of like, yeah, I'll keep Jason and Freddie and that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Another action packed episode guys. everybody's old everybody's tired we try our best um if it wasn't for charlie band we'd have nothing to joke about he gives so much he does he asks for (laughs) nothing in return he just wants you to like his never-ending flow of tiny monster movies thank you charlie band thank you william butler (laughs) <laughs> for, for taking over for Charlie Band. Right. Uh, we'll be back next week. Maybe not next week. I might be having to take a break for some work stuff, but uh, don't worry. We'll be back before you know it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This is Mike saying, play the toys. This is, this is Josh saying, eat some beans. <laughs> this is Mike saying, watch out for those 18 inches. I heard that. Beans.
Count Creepy. Dot com on the World Wide Web. Must I say it again? Did you not listen? Count Creepy. C O U N T K R E E P Y. Ah.